love it. Phil, nothing better than starting off a new potty. And then on the episode, yeah. I'm getting to watch you headbang like a mug as you're drinking a brewski. Good to see you, brother. Yeah, you too, man. I, I genuinely liked that intro. Not nope, not even no bias at all. Like the intro. I love the intro because I'm the guy playing the goddamn drums on the intro, so I think it's great. Yeah, I told my lady, she's like, did he do this? And I was like, well, he's playing the drums. She's like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. it is cool. Shout out to old Vinny. Tried to steal my drum set. World's best slash worst bassist ever. <laughs> did he try to do that? That's yeah, a fucker tried to confiscate it into his house. I was like, no, bitch. I'm coming over to get my drums. Anyhow, the story of old bands and old bandmates. <laughs> Um, but he used to get me in the movie theater for free because he worked at the movie theater, and I feel a little bit guilty. But anyhow, shout out to Vinny. If uh, you didn't know, Phil, I was recently in the Big Apple. I did know. You're always recently in the Big Apple. I seem to be perpetually in a state of either in the Big Apple or recently having visited the Big Apple. You drive Florida, buddy. You spend an awful lot of time up there, buddy. I could see. I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to make any promises, but I could see myself being a snowbird. I do. I could see this watermelon shirt going to New York City in the summer, and coming okay. back down to Florida in the winter, buddy. Yeah, I get some place up in Scarsdale or something. You could just drive down in the city if you want. Nah, 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 nah. Any, <laughs> it's nice up there, man. Nah. I'm I'm getting a place in the city because then I can oh. I can be near all the activity and all the action and okay. I can be near one of our dearest compadres, Andrew WK, also yep. the only Andrew WK as you are the only Phil Collins. And I had the pleasure of seeing him again on this trip, and I'd like to tell you about how it unfolded that he came to see the band Porcupine Tree along with my beautiful bride, Katie. So I'm going to get there uh, in a moment, but I'd like to first tell you about the band Porcupine Tree. Are you familiar with them and Steven Wilson? Yeah, man. Um, Do you care for them? Is it kind of your scene? Do you have any of their albums? Like, what's your been in your involvement with Porcupine Tree? I Okay, back in the day, I bought the album Dead Wings. Okay, that's my favorite one, too. Hard. Yeah, that's my yeah. favorite one, too. Great. Okay, so you like that one. Yeah, and Inabstentia is pretty good, too. That's the only ones I've really heard that. Okay. So you and I had similar experiences. I went to college with a guy, shout out to Eric, who gave me a couple of their albums, and I really got into Dead Wing. I had Inabstentia I, I liked, too, and I got into one of the later ones. I have to look up the name of it real quick. But they had this huge hiatus from 2011 or 2010, I think it was. Uh, Fear of a Blank Planet was the other one that I really got into. Anyhow, that was 2007. But I just, yeah. when I was in New York, as this like serendipitous moment was unfolding, Katie goes, hey, Porcupine Tree is going to be at um, Radio City Music Hall on Friday. I was like, what the fuck? I can't believe that. That's amazing. I, I didn't even know they were touring. They haven't toured apparently in a decade or more. And they just released a new album this year called Closure forward slash continuation. And... I really loved these guys, and I was super looking forward to the show. So, fast forward. It's Friday, midday. I'm going to dinner with Katie and WK, and I'm walking, you know, being this kind of nagging self, walking on the on the water by the river there, and I'm playing some songs for my phone, and he doesn't know any of them. But I go, you don't, you know, this, you never heard this song. You swear you never heard this song. As though 
a band as obscure as Porcupine Tree would be something that a person who doesn't. Like, listen it's that pretty way. easy to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just patently refusing. I'm making it seem yeah. as though he's absolutely the outsider for not knowing this band. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Where have you been? Right. Right. Exactly. So, anyhow. We end up at a dinner. I play a couple more songs for him on the train, and he's like, fine, I'll go to the goddamn concert. So he doesn't know a single song. We, we, I'm encouraging him, I'm encouraging him to eat a gummy before we get to the show because I know it will enhance the experience. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. He's bitching out and telling me, oh, it'll make me fall asleep, and I gotta have like six more beers first, and blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, well, you're a piece of shit. So, anyhow, he ends up buying a ticket. It's like 70 or 80 bucks. He gets, Better seats than us. He's sitting down on the floor. Of course. But the the band comes out, and they play the opening track of this newest 2022 release. And the song is called Harridan, H-A-R-R-I-D-A-N. It's an eight-minute song, and it has a lot of zigging and zagging, a lot of stops and starts. It's a very unique sound, very proggy, very, very cool song, but definitely not a three-minute radio single. It's an eight-minute foray. So, they conclude the song. Katie and I are up in the balcony. We had seats together, so we couldn't get, you know, prime seats. He got us a single seat. And after the first song, Stephen Wilson basically uh, just says, we have a great show for you tonight. He's English. Let me get, let me call him in. We have a great show for you tonight. We're going to play for about three to three and a half hours. And it's been about 10 years since we've been here, but... We've only played two shows in between this show and the last show, so we're, we're really happy to be back. And that's it. God and then, damn. <laughs> so then I'm sitting there having had the gummy that I was pressuring Andrew to eat and Katie having had the gummy that we were pressuring Andrew to eat. And we were both, we both turned and looked at each other and said, if he didn't just immediately stand up and leave when he heard that guy <laughs> say, I'm going to play... <laughs> Three and a half more hours of the same eight minutes of stuff that's totally unrecognizable to you. I'll be shocked. <laughs> so then a text war ensued where he was blasting Katie like, tell that dumb cunt, referring to me, I'm never going to a concert with him ever again. <laughs> he lost. He lost his whole Friday night. He was out 80 bucks. <laughs> he said he was sitting next to some morbidly obese guy who thought he was a conductor who was moving his arms the whole time to the music. <laughs> oh, man, I wish I could see that. And, and, then, and then to make it even better, we snuck his... He had bought like these really, really artisanal chocolate chip cookies at some bakery that's right near Radio City Music Hall that he wanted to take home. And I... I told him I ate all his cookies because <laughs> we were stoned in the balcony. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just so they, I thought it was going to be a couple. So the show is so long, they take an intermission. And that during the intermission, he comes up and he, start, he starts sitting with us. And he was actually he actually did stay for the show. And, and he said, they're cool. They really are good performers. The music was great. But not every song has to be 10 minutes long and with no chorus. <laughs> there is no chorus. What? Okay, he texted me about this, so he, um, kind of. I, said, I can't wait to hear what he's going to say, because I'm sure he's going to slam me for convincing him to go to this thing. He didn't really say a whole lot bad. Okay, first of all, he told me you guys wouldn't just see Pearl Jam with him, which I thought, what the fuck? Okay, well, hold but, on, um, but did he did he tell you that the tickets were $500? No, wow. $500? 
Yeah, that's why we didn't go to see Pearl Jam with him. He went in, bought a ticket the same day. It was like five fifty, and then he got so lit he made it into a skybox. Did he tell you that? No. He snuck into a skybox at Madison no, Square Garden and he got hammered. He told me he was there. I don't think he told me how he got in there. I don't remember sneaking in any of that shit. We need to bring his dumb ass onto this show and have him do an episode about Pearl Jam. Uh, yeah, for sure. But he um, he asked me if I knew the band Porcupine Tree. And I was like, yeah, I'm not sure what all you've heard, but I've heard Deadwing and is legit and in absentia is good. And he said, Porcupine Tree, pretty legit, but not going to tell Alex because he won't shut off about it. So that's, oh, you know, okay, yeah. good. So said, oh, yeah, same. Might be jocking a little bit. Well, hey. He'll... And then he said, two, he says, two hours in. They said they were playing for three hours. <laughs> that's a nice. No, that, that's hilarious because two minutes in, eight minutes in, they said they're going to play for three hours, and he felt like two hours. <laughs> was yeah, either that or he wasn't paying attention, and they said it again. I don't know. Well, but, I will. Um, I will take that to the grave, and knowing that he's never ever going to listen to this episode as long as he lives. If somebody paid him a million, he wouldn't do it. So I'm just going to pretend you never told me that and I'm just going to keep telling him Porcupine Tree was yeah. great and letting him tell me they were trash. But I'm glad he liked them because getting to the real meat and potatoes of this story, they were great. Phenomenal presentation. Every note on spot. I mean, the layout was really neat. and Not like in pyrotechnics or anything like that, but you got the keyboard player and the drummer and the, the guitarist and the bassist and Steven Wilson's up there playing guitar too and the guys are coming in to switch his guitars out because his songs have so much variety in them and it was just a really, really grade A show and the venue was cool too. I'd never been to Radio City Music Hall to see a concert oh, there. I've, was such a cool I've thing. I've been there to see a show but not like a concert. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to I'm gonna make sure you get one of the pictures I took of the of the marquee and maybe you can throw it up on the Facebook page. Okay. Did, I wanted to ask you, did they play a song called Lazarus? From Dead Moons? That'd be really cool. I don't know if you remember it in that whole three hour long fucking epic. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I don't think they did play Lazarus because I I know most of the Deadwing album, like at least very recognizably. And, yeah. And they played almost all of their songs were the much longer versions. They didn't play any of the shorter, hmm. like Lazarus is four minutes. My, yeah, it's not that long, yeah. My favorite on. Arriving. Okay. I like arriving somewhere, but not here. It's a great song. That's a great one. I was hoping they were going to play Shallow or, or Deadwing even. Um, I love this, Lazarus. In fact, this is one of the ones that I used to convince him to go because it's just such a shoegaze kind of chill. Yeah, it's so pretty and nice. And yeah. Well, what's not to like? Right. And, you know, I had this, as I was analyzing them critically because I was high, I was like, they do this unique thing where the music on most songs is really objectively quite heavy. It's jammingly heavy. But then when Steven comes in to sing, it all slows down to make way for him and it gets soft in almost every song. And that's perhaps to someone who's a huge fan of theirs, like, duh, obviously, idiot. But that's not that common. You don't really see that that often. Usually a band is a heavy band and then they have heavy vocals and somehow they make it work or they're a soft band and they do the whole thing but these guys really do have this progressive mixture of really bombastic music and then light uh, gentle vocals and music underpinning it where I was thinking to myself this is actually a pretty good band to introduce someone to the metal space if they're not ready yet you know what I'm saying yeah that makes sense yeah I can see that for sure because the vocals are so rock and roll they might as well be Oasis but the music 
in in most every song has like periods of really heavy just rocking bangers yeah i mean they're not all uh you know i'm trying to like daydreamy fucking you know dainty misty songs they have a lot of legit bangers i mean right it's a good they have a they're a very eclectic band man they're they're awesome yeah so yeah i totally i totally understand what you're saying i did not realize that they took such a hiatus i'm looking up their album now yeah i didn't know that I, well, I knew they hadn't put out anything new in years and years, and I kind of had just forgotten them because Stephen Wilson had put out some really good albums in his own solo stuff. Um, but then when Katie mentioned that they were touring, and I was like, holy shit, they're coming up here, and they got a new album out too? Awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. I'm pretty jealous, buddy. It was good. I'm about to go back and get back into Deadwing. It, it was, that's a great album. Really great album. And, and their new one's good too. It's definitely worth a couple spins. Okay, well, I don't think I yeah. have much else to say meaningful or valuable to anybody else who'd be listening. So, unless you got anything else about Porcupine Tree, that's the great heavy music podcast episode concert review. Well, you know Do what? It. Hold on. Let me let me Post it. Let me let me refire. Let me let me retread here. I do want to give the date. It was Let's see here. It was uh, Friday evening. In New York City in 2022, and I want to say it was like September the 12th, maybe? I don't know. Hold on. Um, because it was definitely, they're still touring. I think they're down in Mexico City or something now. So if our nice. Spanish friends are listening, get down there. Yeah, they're in Mexico City tonight, actually. And then they're in Chile on October 7th. They're in Germany on the 21st, Austria on the 23rd, Italy on the 24th. They're all over. They're doing a world tour, brother. Uh, and then they're going back to London in November, and that's all sold out. They're going to they're gonna sell out Wembley Stadium. That's so cool. Whoa. Super, super cool. That's pretty wild. Right? I know. That's really cool. Their, their website does not have the old dates. But anyhow, it was uh, middle, middle September-ish. I think maybe the 15th or 16th, something like that. And it was a Friday night, and it was a great show. So if you can see a concert at Radio City Music Hall, do it. And if you can see Porcupine Tree, do it. Good advice. Great band. You're the man. Phil, until next time, this is the Great Heavy Music Podcast. Later, buddy. <laughs>